What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. On this episode, we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 3 of Family Ties, titled The Harder They Fall. This episode originally aired on the 19th of October, 1983. And with me for this episode is a very special guest, Janelle Vecchio. I'm also your friend. You are my friend. (laughs) And my wife. Full disclosure, we're married. We are married. Just like... Just like the Keatons are married. That's true. Well, two of the Keatons are. <laughs> well, um, we're back with the show here. We had a little uh, brief hiatus of a few months, actually. <laughs> um, but we're back on track now. Um, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So let's dive into the episode, shall we? Let's. Sha-la-la-la. All right, Janelle, um, tell us about this episode. If you guys haven't watched it yet, again, it's Season 2, Episode 3. Uh, you should do that by uh, getting your subscription to Amazon Prime, and then it's included with that subscription. That's an easy place to watch it. And um, then you can watch along with us. So tell us about The Harder They Fall. Well, um, you wanted to do this episode with me because it has a teacher in it. Yeah. And I am a teacher. And you also have strong opinions about teacherings. Yeah, and this was definitely um, not how to be a teacher. <laughs> right. Um, but, so, just to summarize, um, the kids are doing the dishes, and um, Elise and... I can never remember his Steven. dad's name. How many times? Keaton dad. Um, Elise and Steven... Yes, still. Does he go by Steve ever? I don't think so. Elise and Stevie, um, they go off to, like, back to school night. Yeah. They call it they parents, call it parents night, night, but, but it's same like thing. back to school night. And um, Alex really wants um, Elise and Steven to meet one of his teachers because he wants to get a review. A recommendation? Yeah, that's what it's called. To get into an Ivy League. Yeah, I think college. it was Dartmouth, maybe. I thought it was Notre Dame. Oh, no, they no, made, he made a Notre joke Dame about Notre Dame, Dame but I think right. Dartmouth was the college. Yeah. And I guess this is his only way. Mr. Tedesco, because he said his cousin is on the board or something like okay. that. Well, it definitely wasn't Mr. Tedesco who has any clout if he behaved the way he behaved in this episode. So, um, Elise goes, um, they split up. Elise goes to Alex's, uh, teachers while, while Steven goes to Mallory's teachers. And Mr. Tedesco is just a jerk. Yeah, like He's hardcore. A horrible jerk. Um, I get his frustration with annoying parents. I've been there. But... You just have to have a filter. Like, it's it, it was ridiculous what he was saying. And I've heard teachers talk about people like this <laughs> in the teacher's lounge. Um, never really to their face. But let's just say he <laughs> made fun of, you know, his students' weight. Yeah. Um, their intelligence. 
he made fun of their moms, and he pushed over a grandma. Yeah. So, pretty. yeah, pretty. Anyways, Elise had none of that, and she punched him. And I probably would have, too. <laughs> well, it's funny, because she tried, like, talking down, or talking to talking him, or reasoning down, with him. yeah. And then when he shoved a grandma out of the way, that's what yeah. was, like, the final straw. It was just like, ah! So... They uh, come home. Elise is really ashamed since she's such a peaceful person. And, you know, is is nonviolent that she punched a guy right in the face. Um, so Stephen decides he's going to go talk to the teacher and apologize for her. Because Alex is freaking out, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. And Alex does it successfully. They have a, a man-to-man talk and they shake. Stephen does. Yeah. And they shake hands, and then he starts laying into how Elise is an Amazon woman. And that she... How is he married to such a, like... How does he keep her in check? A, a like, she-devil. Yeah, she-devil. she-devil. Does he have to, like, keep a whip around <laughs> to keep her in line? And then he whispers something in his ear, as, you know, you can imagine. And then Steven punches him in the face. Which is great. Yeah. So now we're two for two. Um, And then Steven feels horrible. They decide that they're going to, like, have him over for dinner. And I wrote in my notes, there is no way. Like, why would the teacher come over after being assaulted? No, he said, though, because that's exactly the thing. But then he's like... Alex is like, oh, he came because he's a bigger person. He works on a different plane, and he's just, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's such a great guy. He's like, for came dinner. for the free dinner, yeah. That's um, believable. Anyways, I don't really understand, like, what happened, because, you know, he was being, he, he was being his typical self. Right. But I don't really understand the change that happens. What change? Like... Alex finally gets mad at him. Well, because then he starts insulting his parents. I know, but that just doesn't seem like something Alex would care about. No, but I think there's a line, though, even for Alex. In fact, Mallory says it. He's like, you know, just when I think I know how you're going to react, you go and do something good like this. Like, even though Alex is totally, you know, the male chauvinist pig, thinks he's better than everyone and better than his parents and blah, blah, blah. He does deep down realize that his parents are good people that care about him and stuff. And I think it's one of those kind of things where, like, you could pick on my brother. I mean, I could pick on my brother, but right. you don't pick on my brother. I only well, that's that. basically it's like, what I happened. Him. He started picking yeah, on him, saying, you can talk I, about parents that way. I, I don't know how you evolved from apes and things like that. And yeah, that, like, evolution worked backwards on them. Or so he, he, was, he was laying it on. Um, but Alex said, no, get out of my house. Didn't punch him, which I thought he would. That's what we both guessed. Um, He tore up the recommendation. Mr. Tedesco still tried to come back for the the dinner. Because the whole time he was like, I already had chicken. I don't want chicken. And then they're like, well, we'll go put steaks out. Because he already had it. And then Alex kicks him out. And then he, like, comes back a couple minutes later and goes, okay, I'll have the chicken. And they slammed the door in his face. Yeah, that was a great (laughs) punchline. The teacher guy was really, like, a funny, like, the actor was really funny. And that was a great great delivery of that. So, I'm not sure how I feel because I 
don't like teachers to be cast in the light of the villain. I know. Um, I do have issue with that because we're already put in the spotlight for so many negative reasons, but I think it was more caricature-y. Yeah, I mean, I, he was definitely over the top in many, many ways. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't like there was a critique on teachers or on this education right, system. Right. It was a, this guy is a huge jerk. How do you handle that? But your dad always says, your dad used to be a principal... And they always villainized principles, so we always liked movies. And that, well, and he, it always like turns them off to a movie when their principal's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean he can get through it sometimes, but and I get it, but I don't. I think you're right though. I don't think in this case it wasn't an indictment on the education system or on the way teachers teach. It was here's a guy who's a total jerk, and because they have to work with him because he's the teacher, then they're right. forced into this social situation with him. Right. So I think that was just it wasn't as it wasn't so much about teachers. Cause let's be real, no teacher's ever been that ridiculous. And if they have They may have thought those things in their head. Yeah, I just can't imagine that really happening. Yeah. Um now you did miss a whole entire important subplot, the B plot with Mallory and Jennifer. The dish breaking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like I think it's great. I think the writers were like, We gotta have something for Mallory and Jennifer to do. And so they put them on this assignment, and it was really funny a little bit. Mallory kept breaking dishes, and they had to, like, keep gluing it together. And one of the things I really like in Family Ties, and they, they do it, it's real subtle, but there's some really great physical comedy, especially Mallory and Alex get into it, when, like, in this one, the example is the phone rings while they're trying to glue the plate together, and Mallory gets the phone off the hook using her chin only, and then answers it, and then it's for Alex, and so Alex grabs the phone, like, the cord in his mouth, and then answers the phone like that, and then they wind up breaking the plate doing it. But that, like, if you watch that little bit, it's an impressive little yeah, physical comedy. Yeah, how many times did that it, take? It must have taken a while to get that whole thing going. Alex did have to do, like, the getting the phone from her chin game that, like, teenagers play, yeah. and they pass the orange to his sister. Yeah. Well, so. but he, like, bit it instead of, like, completely doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, there's just, there's a lot of little things like that throughout the episodes where it's almost like you wouldn't, if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it, but that's a pretty good little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the conclusion of that was when Elise, the mom, finds the plate with the hole in it, and she's like, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's a plate. And she says, it's not a plate anymore, now it's art. And Jennifer says, well, there's a whole bunch more art in the cupboard where that came <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good little bit. And then my other thing that I think also kind of stole the show that um, Jennifer and Mallory did in this episode was their, like, fake laugh that they had to do. Because yeah. Alex told them to giggle every time it got awkward, and they had that, and like... they had a lot of ah. giggling. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Sha-la-la-la! Alright, um, well, I had a couple... One note that I made, um, a line that I just had to pick apart a little bit, because... Um, when Alec, or when Steven goes to see Mr. Tedesco and he comes up behind him and he says, Mr. Tedesco, may I have a word with you? And Mr. Tedesco responds with, you've already had seven. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, I sat there and thought, wait a minute, no he didn't. <laughs> and I went back and counted just to make sure, that's nine words. He said nine. 
If you remove the Mr. Tedesco part and just the may I have a word with you is seven. But he started with Mr. Tedesco, may I have a word with you. That's nine. So it just goes to show, even though he thinks he's so smart. He's dumb. He's a dum-dum. He's a total dum-dum. That didn't bother you when you heard that? No. I thought it was funny. Well, it was funny, but I'm like, that's not the right number. And I think maybe the writers put that in there, like, let's show, like, on a deeper level that he's really not as smart as he thinks he is. Or maybe they just didn't include the name in the sentence. It's still seven or nine. It's nine words. It's not seven. Sha-la-la-la! So, we had some guest stars in this episode. Let's talk about the guest stars. Okay. The first and most obvious one is Edward Edwards. He was the one that played Mr. Ruben Tedesco. Okay. Um, now, he has been in, like, so many TV shows as, like, a one-off, like, guest spot. Yeah. I included a couple here to mention, but, I mean, like, seriously, anything from, like, I don't know, the 80s on through the 2000s, he's been a guest spot in, like, every TV show. Okay. Um, he was in The Wonder Years. I put that as a... That's my favorite Because you love that. show. Um, he actually had a small a role as the antique dealer in Duplex. The highly underrated Ben Stiller comedy. I really like that movie. I know. It's one of those ones where, like, people go, like, look at these dumb movies Ben Stiller's in, but I really liked it. I really liked it. That one and Envy kind of came out around the same time, and we loved them, and people didn't like it, so. Duplex, directed by Danny DeVito, incidentally. And uh, it was really good. And he was in that. And in Duplex, they move into a place where they basically, their neighbor is an old lady who's miserable, and they have to, like... Try, they try to try bump to her off out. or get her to move or whatever. And Edward Edwards, who was in that, also in this one, pushed an old lady out of the way. Coincidence? I think not. Uh-huh. Um, His agent's like... Oh, you know what? He pushed the lady old, in this. Pushes old ladies. I don't know if he pushed it, but, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was it's on the right. same theme. So, incidentally, his appearance on Family Ties, this is his first... Of two appearances. Okay. He'll be on it again in, in a couple of seasons here, 1986 episode called Teacher's Pet, where he's the uncredited voice on an answering machine. Oh, poor Mr. Tedesco. So I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see when we get there. I don't know if it was as Mr. Tedesco or if it's just random voice, but they had him come back three years later. Well, it's, it's to do interesting because it. the episode's called Teacher's Pet. Oh, and it he's is. He's a teacher. I didn't even think about that. So maybe it is him. I don't know. We'll have to wait. Maybe three. it's when Jennifer's. Maybe. Has yeah, because he did complain about having Mallory, too. Yeah. Alex didn't get too worked up about him insulting Mallory. Yeah. Poor I, Mallory. Uh, Mallory. He, he likes to make fun of her being dumb. I know. Poor Mallory. She's smarter than they give her credit, though. Yes, she'll show them all. All right, well, so then we had, there was three ladies uh, who were, like, moms in the parent-teacher meeting that are credited here, and I don't know which one is which. They didn't have pictures in the IMDb, and it's okay. But one of them was Mrs. Morgan, played by Mary Farrell, and she only had a few credits, um, I think, like, eight credits total, as mostly guest stars on other shows, but... This is her first of two appearances on Family Ties as well. Oh. She comes back in 1985, two years later, an episode called Odonna, as a different character, Carol Mannings. This one, she's Mrs. Morgan. That one, she's Carol Mannings. Because they do that. They do that. So we'll be seeing her again later. 
Um, next, we had Molly David, who played Mrs. Jones. Um, she was in quite a few, you know, guest spots here and there. Um, she was also Kay Weller in the movie Monkey Trouble, which came out in 1994. Um, and I mention that because listener of the show, Derek Armijo, and occasional guest, that's like his favorite movie in the whole really? world. I've had this discussion with him before. I'm pretty sure that's the one. And he's gone on about how much, I don't know if it's his actual favorite, but he really loves this movie. So I had to throw that it in sounds there. Sounds like a Balderdash movie. Well, it's it's got it's probably... some kid actor, and it's actually with a monkey. I don't know. I looked briefly at the page. A but... monkey or an ape? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. It's called <laughs> Monkey Trouble, but there's a good chance. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. It's an ape. There you go. Um, and this is her only appearance on Family Ties as Mrs. Jones. And finally, Mrs. Stein um, was played by Bunny Summers, and she is in a ton of stuff. A lot of well, she's been in so many episodes of things, like all the way back to the seventies to like I think her last one was like two thousand four. She was in tons of shows, but a few highlights here. First of all, she was in Seinfeld. I always mention if they're in Seinfeld. In the episode, The Muffin Tops. <laughs> I like that Which is an excellent episode. She, her character was Ryder. I'd have to go back and see who that is. I'm not sure. Um, she was in Big Top Peewee. Oh, the costume woman. Which is a... Uh, I feel like I remember her. That's a... The... Um, Sequel. Well, on the Odd Duck and the Peewee Herman catalog. <laughs> um, and then Family Ties... Um, she was in one, two, three, four episodes of Family Ties. Um, is this the first one? This is the first one of four episodes that she'll be in. One other one in 84, another one in 85, and one in 88. But all three is, or all four, rather, is different characters. They so, like her. They like her, but they did not keep her character around. So, she was Mrs. Stein in this one. We'll see what she pops up in. In later episodes. There you go. And then finally, I had to mention, because this is just an epic classic movie, she was also Mrs. Boone in The Last Starfighter. Hmm. Which is great. Have you ever watched The Last Starfighter? I have. It's where the one where the kid, like, he plays the arcade game, and it's really, he does yeah. some good at it, they decide to bring him up into the real space yeah. battles. And he fights amongst the stars. I mean, I think the title. it's been since I was a kid. It's a good movie. But I seem to remember that. Sha-la-la-la! Alright, well, um, did you come up with any jokes? Anything that might need to be explained? Any obscure references? Um, I had the same one as you. Uh, the the raccoon coats? What's a raccoon coat? I don't know. Actually, I forgot I was going to look this up, but Alex talks about, like, that Dartmouth is his, like, that's his ticket to, you know, living large and driving a fancy car and, and having a women dating women named Bunny or Buffy, I think Buffy it was. Or some Something like that. And one of the things he said was raccoon coats. All right, so I'm going to cleverly edit this, find out about raccoon coats, and we'll be right back. Okay. la 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 we're back with some information about the raccoon coat. Apparently, in the 1920s, raccoon coats were particularly popular with male college students, which I they guess would like make sense. They were like the full-length coat, fur coats. I'm wondering if, like, let's see, we're going through. There was actually a, a recording. The popular artist James Van Der Zee 
Oh no, sorry. The the recording was by George Olson, and his music released a recording highlighting the fad in 1928, titled "Doing the Raccoon." With the these are the lyrics: From every college campus comes the cheer. Oi oi! The season for the raccoon coat is here, my boy. Rough guys, tough guys, men of dignity, join the raccoon coat fraternity soon to do the raccoon. Oh gosh. <laughs> W and they have a picture of W. C. Fields in a raccoon. Coat. Yeah, the cover of the Saturday Evening Post of like college students in a raccoon coat. Then the fad saw a resurgence in the 1950s, especially vintage coats which were made in the 1920s. So it's definitely associated with like college, like right with uh, you know with Ivy like League, Ivy League college, yeah. In particular. That's crazy. I'm glad I wrote that down, because that seemed like such a weird thing for him to say. I had no idea that that's what that was. It was literal coats made out of raccoons. I guess so. Weird. Okay. Well, there's that, then. Um, Any other things? Let's see. Obscure references. I, I didn't have anything else but that. Well, he did mention... He said that his students were so dumb that they thought the hunchback of Notre Dame was a football player. And I know that what they're referring to is there's a sports team called Notre Dame. I think it's actually a college that has sports teams. Yes, Phil. That was obvious. You could have used your context clues. Well, I'm just saying that not all of our listeners might know about sports like me. I'm just helping them out. That's all. I don't know if this was a thing when you were in junior high school. Okay. But the puffy, like, sports team jackets yeah. were a thing. It was more like probably when I was in high school. We caught the fads a little later up yeah, in the mountains. Yeah, when you know. were a little later. Mine was, like, 7th or 8th grade, and, like, all the cool kids had, like, big puffy jackets, which is weird because we didn't even live in a cold place. We lived in <laughs> Southern California by the beach. But they would, like... No matter how hot it was, wear their puffy jackets. And one of the most popular ones was a Notre Dame mm. puffy jacket, which isn't even like a pro team. They're a college team. Yeah. Hence the college jokes here. Yeah. The only other thing was he said that man would have made a killer out of Gandhi. That was Stephen said that about the teacher. Yeah. And I'm pretty I, sure most people know who Gandhi is, but he was a... You know, peaceful guy did uh, peaceful protests and such in India to uh, fight for their rights and against the English oppression, etc. Yeah, but I think most I, people know about. I that. knew that. All right, just making sure. Sha-la-la-la. What was your favorite quote from the episode? My favorite quote of the app was, "Did you make an impression on him?" And that's what Alex said when um, Elise came home from parent yeah. night. And she did make an impression on him with, with her, her fist. fist. My favorite quote was one from the teacher himself, Mr. Tedesco. He had a bunch of great... I mean, obviously he was being horrible, but he was very funny while he was doing it. And one of the ladies <laughs> like said, accuses him of something about of her kid. making fun of him. Yeah. She's all, that's why this was so funny. She's all... My son says you pick on him. Yeah, and he says, Madam, your son is an insipid, pimple-faced liar. (laughs) That's such a great line. So, that was my favorite. That was funny. Um, What's the moral of this episode? 
Um, the moral is punch people who go over the top. Yeah, sometimes you gotta punch a guy. I think sums it up. Um, even even the you know passive nonviolent Keatons <laughs> couldn't control themselves around this guy. Although we both thought Alex was going to. I thought he was, and he didn't. And he held it in. So that's probably why they didn't have him do it. Yeah. Because they knew that's what everyone was going to expect, that comedy rule of threes. But seriously, I think it's that people are really annoying and horrible in certain situations. And you just kind of got to let it go. Well, and ultimately, I think that Elise was doing the right thing, like standing up against this guy when everyone else was just like, you know, he was just abusing everyone. Was punching him the right thing to do? As a teacher, I teach my kids to never right. do that unless they're being, like, kidnapped, you know? Well, and it's kind of like the thing you always try to teach kids. Like, had she just gone to the principal with evidence that this guy shoved an old lady right. and talked to the administration or whatever, it probably would have had a lot more impact on his future as being a teacher. Right. But having punched him then you kind of you become the yeah part of the problem exactly so that's the moral sometimes <laughs> you gotta punch a guy alright well I think that uh, is gonna bring us close to a close here thank you so much for joining us on this episode dear listeners and thank you Janelle for being here I'm happy to give my teacher expertise I'm glad as a teacher you were able to chime in. I am. I'm, I know. I know that not every teacher is wonderful and perfect. But let's hope you never have a Mr. No, Mr. Tedesco. Tedesco in your life. That's, that would just be a shame. really bad. Well, um, do you have anything you would like everyone to uh, check out? Anything you can plug real quick before yes. the episode is out? Um, if you enjoyed our banter, please check out the Mandarian Orange Show at mandarianorangeshow.com where you can hear me and my husband. Me. <laughs> you can hear our musings on life, travel, TV shows, movies, fighting, marriage, child rearing, books, games. Gosh, we talk about a lot of stuff. We like to talk. There's something for everybody. There really is. The Bachelor. (laughs) Well, um, so that's the Mandarin Orange Show. Yes. And And also... um, One more thing is um, I am a travel blogger. Um, travel is definitely something that we love to do between watching episodes of Family Ties. Um, so if you want to hear our travel tips, we do it on a budget with a family of young children in it. And what's that called? Where do we find that? That would be at myvacationpants.com. Excellent. Well, listeners, we are uh, back on track here with the Alex B. Keaton is my friend podcast. If you guys would like to be following along with us, again, make sure that you watch the show on on uh, Amazon Prime. It's a great place to get it, unless you have the DVDs already, you know, ready to go. Um, we will be, uh, you know, back to this regular schedule, so keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. 
And um, as always, we will see you next time for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other.